Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to the NXT Review. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Sidgwick from What Culture, to review everything that happened on last night's episode of NXT. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review the show formerly known as NXT 2.0, Pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a mega quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Sidgwick to review last night's NXT. And what's that I can smell? Oh, yeah. Papa Sean's cooking. He is cooking. He's cooking. This was... It was a mixed grill. It always is. (laughs) He's always cooking a mixed grill from those wildly different animals that he slaughters for sport, (laughs) like a complete bell end that he is. Uh, It was NXT. It's the best show of the week. I love this show. It's so stupid. I genuinely think if I, when I eventually lose this job... NXT is going to be one of the, the main shows that I like. I have to keep, keep up with this week to week. Or mainly because you missed two weeks and you're like, what is going on? And that's the reason to I just do. Like, I would do like a social experiment. Yeah. And just, it's not easy to avoid. Imagine dipping no, I, in. No, it's not easy to get. It's <laughs> yeah. easy to not get spoiled. Imagine, after a month. Yeah, imagine dipping in on every go-home show before a pay-per-view. It'd be like... yeah. Sorry, where's, what's, who, what, uh, 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 but week to week, I just, we talked about this in the office just before we came in, I don't know any show, arguably ever, maybe sort of TNA in its wild days, where you're like, oh my god, there's so many things I want to talk to people about that happen on this show, whether good, bad, or indifferent, that also, I get like, we'll walk out of here in... Let's be honest, about an hour and a half. And it'll be like I got the men in black flashy thing. Yeah. Because I'll remember the main event, obviously. That'll live with me for a long time. Forever. I'll remember the homecoming. I might remember Thea Hale and Tiffany Stratton. Yeah, I, I like, I like that. Hale a lot, yeah. But lots of other stuff that I'm going to rave about on this show, I'll have forgotten the moment we step out. Oh, yeah, door. yeah, yeah. Let's get into it because I adore this show. And. I'm just giddy to start talking about it. Show opened, well, with a uh, highlight package of last week's awesome 
Uh, Brand Breaker Ilya Dragunov match. Oh my god. More time. So good. Uh, and then, of course, Mella losing courtesy of Dragunov interference in the main event. And out comes the NXT champ, Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams. Trick hyping up his mates. But uh, Mello's like, ah, I don't really feel like I can do the whole I am catchphrase this week because we lost in the main event last week in a tag team match. It was a miss, dog, is what he said. Um, we should have won, says Trick Williams last week. If hadn't been for bloody outside interference. Um, and now he starts talking about, oh, you're dragging off. Um, he's not happy about him getting involved. Uh, and by mentioning his name, obviously, this brings out Ilya Dragunov marching down to the ring in his suit. Um, Don't like that new goatee. No. Shave that, you little rat. <laughs> looks terrible. He uh, he said he didn't mean to mess in uh, Hayes' business last week, but he wasn't going to let Damien Priest use his money in the bank briefcase to take the NXT title to the main roster. Um, and he, Foreshadowing. Mm, he accuses... It's just going to be the same as Edge. Uh I don't think I would. I'd still rather not. Yeah. Um, he accuses, despite you know everything that goes with Ilya, he accuses Mello of losing control last week. But Hayes says, no, no, no. I should be praised for my ability to keep going. Um, Ilya starts ranting and raving about uh, how he makes the people feel something, and he's going to make Mello feel something. Defeat, that is. Um, Mello's like, nah, I feel things. I feel the weight of this title. I feel the animosity for my peers. I feel the criticism of the world. I feel everything. Uh, look, there's no one more qualified to face me than you, Ilya Dragunov, but I'm going to hold this title for a long, long time. Uh, what was it he said? When it rains, it pours, and I'm going to be in swimming in a sea of Ws. Uh, I'm Mr. PLE. I hit different. Uh, Dragunov talks about being the most intense man and having this fire inside and Mello says, I'm going to blow it out. And they get into each other's faces. Carmelo Hayes says, at the great American Bear. Hang on. Go on, get, get, go on, get it right. He says, at the great American Bear. And God bless the United States. For one of us, it's going to be champagne. And for the other, it's just going to be pain. I fucking hate this. <laughs> knew you would. <laughs> what I really like is. All babyface feuds premised on respect with absolutely torturous wordplay. That is my thing. Mm. Oh, God, this could not be any worse. I could have written this in five minutes. I could have, if they had said, right, okay, we're doing the babyface respect thing and catchphrases and wordplay and a sort of a promo duel and that's it. And then you do your intense stare down at the end. If I wanted to take the piss out of this, I could have done this in five minutes. Yeah. It was it, it, absolutely uh, abysmal. I watched it twice because I wanted to get some of the phrasing that they used. And the second watch in particular, it was giving me flashbacks to when I was doing my, like, performances at uni and going, what my next line? Like, because I'm doing Shakespeare or whatever. Yeah. So, and no one talks like that in nowadays yeah. or whatever. Just, yeah, the, the, the sort of weird mix of respect, people... intensity, and incredibly verbose ways of saying, I'm going to kick your ass. Yeah, at least in Shakespearean times, people did actually speak like that. Yes. It's just hard for us, living centuries later, mm. to recall the intricacies of that old language. No one has ever talked like this, ever. What was it? Uh, champagne for my real friends. Real pain for my sham friends. They literally... Lifted. Lifted this promo from a Fallout Boy track. <laughs> 
so anyway, Mustafa Ali rushes in to see Wesley, NXT North American champion, for now. Uh, and he's like, what are you doing accepting a match with Dominic Mysterio? And he's like... What do you mean? He said, well, I want to face you at the great America. And God bless the United States. For the title. Not not Dom. And Wesley's like, sorry, do you know how long I've held this title? And it's Dominic Mysterio. He's kind of disrespecting me and my legacy almost by saying that. And he's like, oh, that's not what I meant. He's like, ah, a bit of tension there. He says, well, I'll see you at the great American bash. Will you? <laughs> Not anymore. Well, we'll probably do a triple threat. Uh, yeah, good point. Um, so we see a heartwarming vignette of uh, Tony D getting his stuff back, walking out of jail. Uh, he walks out, and there's stacks waiting for him in the car park. Oh, my oh! God! How are we doing? <clears throat> And uh, Stax says, there he is. That's so bad. It's really bad. Here you go, Ward. And he gives him his hat back. And he puts that on. He's like, oh, how do I look? People I'm- are getting the hats back left, right, and the center yeah. these days. Uh, and Stax says, the dawn break, baby. <laughs> and they get into the car and leave. And I'm like, it's it's very much Simpsons. When are we getting to the Tony D homecoming? It'll come, it'll come. It'll come and it, did, it came. Yes. Did they? I want again. We watch this at stupid hours in the morning because we straddle two time zones. Did they, like, say, the bing? Yes. Or, like, is it to say, where are we going? The bing? Oh, no, we go there. We go to the f-ing performance center. <laughs> so I don't know why you're having this conversation. The bing is the batter bing. And it's the um, late night establishment, or the, and the daytime establishment, the adult establishment, mm-hmm. um, frequented by the cast of The Sopranos. They're not even trying anymore. Well, they never tried from day one. Am I to believe, therefore, that Tony D is just, you know, in the same universe? Yeah, I think so. In Florida. Maybe it's a chain? NXT finally going to finish with them just in a restaurant and it just cuts to black. Yeah. That's the end of NXT forever. What? What's happening? (laughs) Um, Let's talk about a match that I sense you probably really enjoyed. Oh, yeah. Because NXT is developmental, and believe me, there were some developmental matches on this show. Not this one. Preemptively. Oh, no, that'd be D's nuts. There we go. Oh, my God. I mean, to be fair. Before we get into this, you know D's nuts? Yes. It's like a new name for a new snack that's doing the round in schools. It's what? Type in Feastables D's nuts. (laughs) Is this a trick? No, 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 no. I thought it was a trick. Sorry. What? <laughs> so, YouTubers must say this because the kids at James's, my son's class, he's eight, are trying to trick each other with these nut stuff, and it must be a big, like, thing. That it's a Mr. Beast thing. Yeah. yeah. So he's, he's gone. So KSI and Logan Paul have got the drinks market wrapped up, so he's decided to launch a, a line of chocolate bars, one of which is called D's Nuts. Well, there's a Mr. Beast burger, and there was a... Yes. There was one in, like, the northeast of England, and James was like, can I go? And I went, no. <laughs> so he was telling me this yesterday, and I thought he was just butchering the joke, where I was meant to go, D's what? And he was going to go, D's Nuts. 
But like apparently it's a, it must be a YouTube thing where like on the videos they like they try and get each other with it. Because James was saying I was having a decent lot of chocolate. I was like, James, wash your mouth out with soap, you little bastard. Because absolutely these things don't exist and you're just trying to get me to do it so that you can do the joke. But no, it came up on my Twitter that it's actually a thing. Honestly, I couldn't I can't believe it. They're poisoning these kids' minds. Yeah. Like when I went to um my own kids' birthday party and hosted it in March, as a kid. Uh, was, uh, it went bowling. There's like a little arcade next to the bowling. Oh. And like, um, all these kids were asking us for pound coins. What? I was like, your mother can sort that out. <laughs> piss, yeah. piss off. And uh, one of the kids went up and went, oh, can I have a, a pound for D's? Wow. And I was like, well, sunshine. I'm not. They're my say, first rodeo. Yeah, I'm not going to say D's what. You little bastard. Sure, you don't want. Uh she don't want the pound for a uh, up dog. Huh? Then you say, it doesn't matter. So what we're talking about? Um, this good match? Yes. Los Lotharios, who, <laughs> looking back now, makes a lot of sense what happened after the match. I was about to say Los Lotharios. It wasn't Los Lotharios. It was Angel Garza and Umberto Carrillo. Why aren't they Los Lotharios anymore? Well, we'll find out in about 10 minutes' time. Yeah. But they're taking on Nathan Fraser. Nathan Fraser with his hard hurting home truths. <laughs> and Dragon Lee, who I think should be main roster tag team champions after this match. Yeah, should they're be on the main awesome. roster, like full friggin' stop. Uh, so uh, I'm going to call them Los Lotharios as cheap because technically right now they are Los Lotharios. They just won't be in a bit. Um, they jump uh, Fraser and Lee before the bell with uh, drop kicks through the ropes. Um, oh, by the way, at one point, before I forget, you had Valentina Feroz and Ulyssa Leon walking down to ringside because, of course, they're protecting their honour. Protecting their honour for the young lady. this good lady? <laughs> Are you? Uh, why are you talking to her like she's some trollop? <laughs> Forsooth, you have. <laughs> and then, in two weeks, when this doesn't work, I'll call a f***ing bitch. Incel <laughs> 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 Nathan Fraser. Yep. He certainly, he looks like one, doesn't he? 100%. <laughs> no doubt in your mind. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He does, of course um, he does. So he tries to do in front, in front, in front of the good old ladies. You should be respected, and you should lay your coat down over a puddle so they can walk <laughs> through it. <laughs> anyway, he tries to do a big flip. You can't though. go under it. You can't go <laughs> over it. Oh, no, I can't go through it either because <laughs> I'm an incel. Yeah, he, uh, he tries to do a big flip dive to the outside. He's an actually, he's an incredible in ring ta- uh, oh. talent. Oh my god, he's yeah. unbelievable. This guy. Yeah, I did like that spot though. He goes to do a flip dive and he gets caught, and I'm like, okay, they're gonna chuck him on the ground or they're gonna chuck him into the apron. <laughs> Instead, Lost Authorities held him in place, waited for Dragon Lee to try and come through the ropes, and just used him as a battering ram. Yeah, yeah, great. That takes us to a break. Um, when we come back, Dragon Lee gets the hot tag, runs wild. Nathan Fraser comes back in. Nathan Fraser. He gets military pressed and dropped onto the announce desk. Um, Dragon Lee's gone up top. Gaza trips him up. He gets crotched. Um, they slam him, both of them. Oh, yeah. Him up, slam him off the top rope into the ring. Oh, my God. I, at that point, I went, oh, cool. That's the finish then. Yeah. Garza moonsaults off the middle rope onto the floor to take out Nathan Fraser. It's like the Matt Car- Jackson sequencing, isn't it? Yeah. Carrillo does the moonsault onto Dragon Lee for a great near fall. Then Dragon Lee comes back. He cuts Carrillo off in the corner and delivers that incredibly convoluted. It doesn't matter who's doing it. 
double stomp thing where they have to hold themselves oh, up the Del Rio yeah, I don't whenever, know why anyone does I it whenever I see that I look at my watch and it's don't just make me kick so he hits that but um, as he's setting up for the power bomb, Garza comes in, super kicks him. Fraser hits him with a downward spiral. Um, Lee manages to hit Korea with the uh, sit-out power bomb. Two count. This is awesome, Chant. Korea and Garza take back over, but they try and impress the ladies who are there at ringside. <laughs> Tip of my hat to you. The fedora, of course. Yeah, of course. And my, and a oh, trilby. <laughs> um... Fraser knocks him outside, dives onto him, chucks one of them back in, and Dragon Lee hits a running, flipping, reverse DDT thing onto Gaza. One, two, three. A win for Fraser and Lee, which was just uh, great. Uh, And then post-match, Angel Gaza and Carrillo are, oh, bloody hell, licking their wounds at ringside. Carrillo shoves down Gaza. Los Lotharios split, having just shown up in NXT, I think. Uh, I this was all action, bit of young bucks sequencing in there. But mm-hmm. if you're gonna borrow, borrow from the best, Hell of yeah. course. Nathan Fraser, um, like this genuinely got me as a I was I see matches like this all of the time, yeah, in this style. And I've spoken before about how Action Andretti is a new metal album released in 2004. <laughs> it's just I've heard it all before, it's done, and now it feels dumb, and you feel like a couple of years at least too late to be Mm -hmm. doing this kind of match and expecting me to go uh, do cartwheels over it. This genuinely was dramatic and, like, spectacular at points. So, like, you can't say anything. Uh, It was a a three-and-a-half-star TV match. It wasn't blow-away great, but there was just a sense of real urgency and exhilaration, which I think is increasingly hard to conjure, so well done. Um, And I love about Nathan Fraser's work as well, that a lot of what he does is so perfect but it never feels that synchronized or choreographed. Like there's an urgency, he's frantic, the, uh, his aerials feel like attacks. And because he's got this just general, like really well-crafted way about his work, like when he hesitates, he almost caught his foot on the dive to the outside yeah. near the finish. It just, I didn't care that it was a near botch. If anything, it feels like he's really trying mm. to win. So even when he slips up and it only takes a second and he recovers before you've even seen the bot realistically, mm-hmm. It still just feels like, you know, that's how you're meant to do this sort of thing. Tell you what, like, I think they've been hard-hitting home truths. He hasn't really no. he hasn't really spoken to my soul for a long, long, long time. It's been a couple of months, which, you know, sooner or later, they say it's your, your thing. thing. It's going to happen. And I think he's going to be a... When I'm cleaning windows. He could be a window cleaner. Yes. Because you know how he's got that, like... He's got the energy of someone who could clean a window and do that big sort of yeah. eyes popping out when he sees a when he sees a saucy housewife yes beyond the pane of glass and he'd be like Ooh. I like got that got a face in it yeah. when I'm cleaning windows <laughs> when I'm slaying housewives that's what he can be he can be revealed as NXT anonymous but instead of like creeping on people and filming them he's peeking in windows there's an invisible camera in the show and an expose invisible camera at the same time it, I mean it lit a fire under uh, Booker T. I've not seen him that passionate about um, literally anything in NXT. I haven't seen him that passionate. He was ordering his tea. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Right, I don't want this to be a weekly thing, but what the hell's going on with Baron Corbin? Oh, God, I've... So, good, right, good news first. I'm fairly certain he's not a white supremacist because I didn't see any other white supremacists. What, two of them? No, no, uh, (laughs) no. 
I saw two white guys. Joke, He's yeah. not a white supremacist. No. He was just in a vignette with tiki torches, which optics-wise, piss poor. Yes. So he's searching for a new gimmick, I think. He burnt all of his others, of course. What is he talking about? Talking load of bollocks. He's effing and jeffing to sound cool, basically. Um, We've all been there. He doesn't know how he let this happen. Uh, everything was easy. Then he burned everything he had. Now it's time to evolve, but into what? He's going to face his future, and his future appears to be a clone of himself. <laughs> is that right? A clone of himself. I don't know. The way they shot it made it look like the clone was one inch taller than Baron Corbin. Yeah. The idea is he's having a bit of introspection. Mm -hmm. And they do this in the most literal way possible by having an actual clone of his with, you know. But the thing is. Camera trickery. I'm I'm not doing, we're not doing a POV shot. I'm Baron Corbin and I see another Baron Corbin. We see Two Baron Corbins. This is the problem. Reacting to one another. Yeah, but this is the problem we had in WCW, where Hogan's like, can you not see, Warrior? And I'm like, yep. Yep. So what's going on? Bischoff is the only insane one. Yeah. Piece of trash. Um, I have, uh, even before, like the doppelganger is the least of my concerns about what on earth is going on here. I need to incinerate and put away and bury everything I used to be. I need to do something else. I need to evolve, but how? And I need to be me. Who, who are you? <laughs> Further complicating this, there's two of you. <laughs> Is he going after the tag tiles? I've got absolute... I can't make head and a tail of this. No. If he wants a fresh start and he needs to hitch his wagon to someone who's successful, he could use someone who inexplicably wasn't on this show. You could tag with Bob Wagner. <laughs> Think about it, Baron. Oh, my God. What if together they're the new Beverly Brothers? Oh, wait a second. Oh, my God. Playing the yesterday, Every time I hear that theme tune... I get this inexplicable urge to dance. So I played it. Well, it's not inexplicable. It's a goddamn jam. Yeah, you'd gone, you'd gone for a wee yesterday, and I was playing it in the office. And uh, Andy was like, Andy, it's one of those ones where you remember it from somewhere, especially considering it's like deep recesses. You know, he's like, what? what? Who's that? What's that? I was like, the Beverly Brothers. And he's like, oh, yeah, and obviously Hamlet's loving it. And then I stopped it, and I went, I guarantee... When Sidgwick walks back in, he's going to dance to his chair. What happens? It's the uncle dancing to the, the dance floor at a wedding. Yeah, Mike, Michael Jackson, <laughs> prime yet. Stripped of the, uh, the things that we probably can't say for libel purposes, of <laughs> yeah. course. That was my rhythm. It That's how good going. I am with that. So this is the bit following that where Booker T was pissed off because NXT Anonymous... I just assumed that was the Blair Davenport thing as well, but apparently that's not the case. She's spying on Booker T giving Roxanne Perez a pep talk, saying, got to kick Blair Davenport's ass at the Great American Bash, basically. Booker T's furious. That was that. Yeah, that was that. Um, <laughs> then came Gigi Dolene versus Keanu Skip. James. I mean... We don't really need to talk about the action in this match because the finish oh, dominated. It was poor for a start. <laughs> the finish well, it was bang average. Yes. But obviously... It was approaching bang average. To use the uh, infamous WrestleMania sign, they're fighting over paint. Yeah. 
Gigi Dolene. No, sorry. Kiana James goes to bring that, get the handbag that she's used before, the loaded handbag that I think has tins of paint in it now. But I don't know if that's a confirmed thing every week or just that one week where she was going to pour it all over poor Gigi. So James goes to get a bag. Gigi Dolene grabs it from her. And you think like, right, you're a sensible babyface. You've removed the only thing that can lose you this match. Throw it to the side. You know, in terms of just a straight-up wrestling, you're better than Kiana James. But Gigi Dolene, the idiot babyface in character, I'm not saying this is Gigi's fault, obviously. She's just been told to do this spot. Has a tug-of-war with the ref over the loaded bag. That allows Kiana James to just go, oh, okay, I'll just hit you with my 401k finisher and get the one, two, three. What's this? Ah, uh, it's dire. Imagine not going through with a wedding and having a better idea for oh. Kiana James than this being the idea. Do the wedding. Have the any objections. Do something really cool. The mm. wedding. Are you going to go a rating? Just, again, it's cooking. It's a growth product, you know. Yeah. What do we know? Like last year, it was growing, and now it's growing even more. Mm. So um, to make sure that we don't get distracted, and of course that we... Uh, Pay attention, please. There's scripts. 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 He, oh, hang on. God, there's so many bloody gimmicks on this. He's there with Axiom. No! And as you called yesterday, they are going to face uh, Lucian Price. As was officially... Announced on the Twitter account. But not confirmed by their website. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, didn't, they literally don't know what's going on on their own show sometimes. Bronco Nima, Lucy and Bryce will face Axiom and Scripps a little bit later on. Axiom's like, we're not a team, you know. Uh, can't This can't keep happening. Foreshadowing. Uh, and, oh, poor Ivy Niles taking all down, down the uh, Diamond Mine banners all by herself. More on that later, by the way. Yeah. Did you spot the thing? A thing? Well, we'll stick around. So, Eddie Thorpe's getting interviewed by Mackenzie Mitchell, the, uh, well, one half of the saviors of NXT Underground, um, a gimmick which is now not the worst thing ever on Monday Night Raw, but now uh, goaded. And uh, the metaphor interrupt them. No, I'm Dar's doing Weekend at Bernie's, isn't he? He's literally a corpse. Yeah? Yeah. He's devoed, obviously, about losing the Heritage Cup. Uh, so he's not doing Supernova Sessions. He was supposed to do it last week with Eddie Thorpe, but it got cancelled because he's dead <laughs> or whatever. Um, back and forth with Eddie Thorpe, they say, as a consolation prize for not coming on the show, they've got him an 8x10 signed by Noam Dar. Eddie Thorpe rips it up. Aura Mensa's like, don't take the piss. Um, let's have a bare knuckle fight a little bit later on. Yep. <laughs> then it was time for the debut of Bronco Nima and Lucian Price taking on. Who are they taking on? Thank God they're splitting up, by the way, so I don't have to do this regularly. They're taking on scripts. Pay attention, please. And Axiom. No! So Script starts us off. Axiom comes in. He uh, gets into it. Uh. And there's, there, he's locking up. I can't remember who the legal man was, but he's locking up with one of them. <laughs> Scripps just immediately betrays him, forearms him in the back there and leaves. It's a nice and little flip, didn't he, Scripps? Yeah. But he, the evasion flips. <laughs> he turned babyface for all of, what, five weeks? What are we doing here? And uh, Why yeah. are we going back to this feud? 
uh, Bronco Nima hit the uh, running boot to get the one, two, three. The A-Kid's amazing. Yeah. I mean, what to be fair, doing with him? I'm just hoping every everything I see Axiom in, I hope is a step towards an unmasking, basically. Because he's not he an ugly a, man. I hope he leaves the company. Well, yeah, either that or Do that. the best of Super Juniors. Yeah. But God knows another friggin' filler in New Japan at the minute. This G1 is absolutely not cooking like. Isn't it? This G1 is. Because the G1 actually used to be goaded. I remember. 28, 2016, 17, 18, 19 G1. We did preview pods oh, and stuff about it, didn't my we? My God. It was, the abs- it was the absolute best. It was so great. And I saw the four block uh, structure this year. I saw a lot of, quite frankly, filler. And that's being generous to some of the names. I've seen some action this year that is just absolutely nowhere near the G1 standard. It feels like there's a lot of tell don't show. Mm. You know, there's a good bad, a good and bad version of everything. Yes, like Ghetto used to be the absolute master of a flawed. Like my son, in his school report, I couldn't believe this. Right, he's a genius. Of and course, and like honestly, I'm not being, I'm not lying here. On his report, he said some of the stories James has written this year are nothing short of excellent. Oh, right. Oh my god. And I was looking through. I was like, oh, James is really great. James is really great. Like, this is fantastic. Like, I'm so proud of him. He's like, he's ahead in everything. Like, he really works hard. He's got genuine interest in learning. Like, he reads horrible histories books on oh, a night yeah. time. One of his favorite YouTube channels is all about geography and flags. And um, I was reading like the report, and uh, it's like next steps for like take to take into year two. Uh, no, year four um, was continue to grasp show don't tell and stories. I was like, are you joking? They're teaching eight-year-old kids show don't tell. <laughs> so I'm, I, when did I learn that? And I could not believe that he's doing that. So like, James, I, I love that. I was like, you know, well done in your report. Mm-hmm. We'll take you out for like what, dinner or whatever. I have to know. Like, show don't tell. It's like... How do you know about that? Or can you give me an example of how, yeah, how yeah, you yeah. grasp that? Or like how you've applied that in your stories because you don't get the books until the end of the year? And he went, um, sorry, I'm just praising my son on my podcast. No, no way, yeah, do I'm it. I'm just going to do it. Um, absolutely, this is a tangent. He's like, right, okay, well, an example of a dad is like, you don't want to outright say it because that would be boring and it would be, wouldn't be very good. So instead of saying, for example, and I'm not, you know, like, didn't happen at the Air Awards. I swear to God, this is a true mm-hmm. anecdote. Anecdote. So, like, instead of saying the man was nervous, that's too obvious. You have to come up with something to show that he's nervous. So I wrote, the man was pacing around the room. Oh! It's like, first of all, you're a genius. <laughs> Second of all, you just got that off me. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm a generally, like, anxious guy. But you're not supposed to... Tell and don't show. Mm-hmm. Someone should hire my son to do <laughs> WWE creative for a freaking start. Ghetto could do that because he told you he did one and then the other. Mm. Right? He said, you are going to take this guy seriously because I'm telling you he's a star. And then the genius bit was they would then show it. Mm-hmm. He's telling me right now as Ghetto that I am to take various new players seriously, particularly the new three Musketeers. And with the exception of Suji, I just don't. I'm being told, I'm being told that one of the key story beats of this year's G1 Climax 
and I just I cannot take it seriously yet. So if you got like a, a wrestling legend to sort of analyze the G1 climax so far, he'd probably say, you know, <laughs> when you're with a lady and you get to that moment and you think, oh, here comes the man milk, except this G1 climax, oh, bloody hell, it's pissed. <laughs> Tell you what, you gotta, you know, move forward with your left foot to the toilet to ensure that mishaps like that don't happen when you're in the bedroom. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Right, let's get to one of the greatest segments in wrestling history. You it's can't time actually make a baby out of piss. Yeah, because there's enough piss babies on Twitter to confirm <laughs> that. <laughs> Tony D'Angelo's homecoming. It's time. The ring is not just filled with stacks, Channing Stacks Lorenzo, but the entire goddamn family's there. And a ring full of Italian-American stereotypes. Indeed, a sister... His goddamn uncle. There's like cannoli. Ziti. Yeah. So, Stack gets on the mic. They're all there to celebrate. And he says, On May 25th, 2023, everything changed for the D'Angelo family. Don got pinched and locked up because of that stool pigeon rat, Joe Coffey, and his gallus brothers. They trumped up some charges. He did commit murder on television, but... Eh, they dropped up some charges and thought they were taking over the streets of NXT. <laughs> but that didn't happen. Last week, that didn't happen. Am I right? NXT, help me welcome back the Don Tony D'Angelo. Terrible, by the way. Out he comes. You know, practice. I try every day in the mirror. It's the one, one accent I just can't get, mate. You do Hungarian right now. <laughs> You did say that was the one accent you can't do. Ooh, my tummy's rumbling. <laughs> oh, Hungarian. <okay. laughs> 
you notice the uh, the other bit about this? Not to, I hate being this sort of person, and you, you and I both know we're not these people. But top of the hour, hello ratings. The little thing came up in the corner as Tony's coming out. They put the big stars at the top of the hour, you know. Um, so he, he gets out, comes out, huge pep. Huge pep, better than last week. Grabs a mic, yeah, they were awake. Uh, grabs a microphone and says, Oh, I'm back, baby! Now listen, before I get started, I gotta give a shout out to my guy, Stax. See, I wouldn't be standing here if it wasn't for this goddamn guy. He came up <laughs> with this master plan. This guy's a genius! Gallus had no idea what was going on. Hey, Hollywood! Once, once you guys figure out what you got going on over there, here's your next leading man, am I right? Yes. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> but in all seriousness, most of you, and definitely Gallus, thought that this man was the rat right here. But a wise man once told me, things aren't always what they seem. <laughs> right, Joe Coffee? Let me show you exactly what I'm talking about. And he throws to a very well put together, I assume Stax did this, very well edited uh, video package that explained, I mean, we already had figured it out, but for any idiots out there, the whole story of Tony D getting pinched and them using this to their advantage to trick Gallus, who cost them the tag titles, of course, at Stand and Deliver with Joe Kelfie getting involved, making them believe that Stax was, had designs on becoming the Don rather than just the goddamn underboss. And they accidentally, on purpose, had conversations in front of Joe Coffey. Da, 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 da. Set up everything for last week. Cinema. So <laughs> this brings out Gallus, of course. Yep. And Joe Coffey is goddamn pheasant. Absolutely, Absolutely pheasant. These teas are the lowest form of life that I've ever met. You're subhuman scum. Worked in NXT and is Joe Coffey. <laughs> he worked in NXT UK as well. I mean, that's what yeah. I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he is Joe Coffey. Yeah. Uh, Tony says, uh, Hey, I had, you had control and you just goddamn lost it, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and Stack says, Yeah, just like your brothers Mark and Wolfgang are going to lose those NXT tag team titles to the D'Angelo family at the Great American Bash. Just, just really spell that out in case you were. Uh, unaware, basically. Um, and Tony D says, So, oh, so boys, here's what I want you to do go home, get your shine box, shine those titles up real nice, because the D'Angelo family is going to take what we should have took at Stand and Deliver, the NXT Tag Team Champions. And I'm like, Don't, don't, don't give me hope. Okay, don't play with me like this. Breakup's coming, man. So Mark Coffey uh, and Wolfgang say, you're not even going to make it to the bash, basically. And they come towards the ring. And I'm like, you're kind of outnumbered here. But okay. But they're hard Scottish lads and what have you. And Joe Coffey pulls out this, like, bat shillelagh, whatever it's called. He's got a weapon. I thought this was genuinely a really nice touch. That every single one of the D'Angelo family yeah, is packing. Yeah, yeah. They're all, they've all got crowbars. Um, but they leave Tony D and Stax to handle it despite the numbers disadvantage. And yeah, they nail uh, Mark and Joe and Wolfgang all get hit with crowbars um, and they manage to pick up 
Mark Coffey and slam him through the table with the cannoli flying everywhere. And they stand tall with the tag titles. Now, I know that's generally a clue that's not going to happen. Please, I've just, I've just screenshot that and printed it just for my personal collection because just that visual, I thought this was sensational. This was, uh, you know, <laughs> put it this way, right? I would want Techno Team 2000 to defeat Gallus for the titles. Right, this point. yeah. Eric, what's the most, the biggest arsehole nepo, ba- nepo baby of all time? Deuce and Domino. Oh! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> so, look, this was endearing. And as you said, it was a, quite a good visual guy. Yeah. We've all got the things. Ah, I had a good time. I like NXT at times, me. I'm buzzing. I'm, I think I'm going to stay up and watch the Great American Bash live. When is it? It's a Sunday night. I know that in a few weeks. I think it's like the 31st or something like that. But, um, I mean, effectively, it's probably training my body for the for what's to come, let's say. All right. So, You'll need it. Like, the card, sweet Jesus. It's like it's made for me. Thea Hale, Tiffany Stratton running it back. We'll get to that in a second. Tag titles. Dominic Mysterio might be on the show. Come out of those nearly dragging off as well. Um, but, you know, I'm buzzing for this show, man. So excited for the show, of course, known as the... Uh, and God bless the United States. Which, of course, is uh, following on from the previous show that NXT... Yeah, yeah. Had, which would be, of course, NXT Battleground. You're grounded! Battleground! But mom! Yay! Hey, Stacks. I'm in a good mood today. Stacks. No hamlet today. Oh, where is that lazy motherfucker? Well, come on, Stacks. He's got kids and what have you. You got the kids, Stacks? Not that I know of. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that, Stacks. You'd never, the classics never go out of style. Siggy? <laughs> yep. What is the deal with Holly Weird? You mean Hollywood? Yeah, that's why that's what the professionals call it, I suppose. Uh, Hollywood is um, a industry slash area in which the vast majority of North American motion pictures are produced. Certainly, the more popular mainstream ones, and um, pretty dark, seedy um, industry historically. Um, but yeah, if you see the pictures on the screen, Hollywood is where they more often than not get made. Certainly the interior scenes. I am thinking of going into Hollywood, as uh, Tony D pointed out, uh, making that transition following the likes of Dwayne and John and probably Roman, if you can get some goddamn acting classes. Put some respect on Dave Bautista's name. Uh, Dave, hey, hey, big guy. Big guy, like that guy. Like the little uh, little gimmick he's got on his belly button. Nice work. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, Sid, I, uh, I use a British time here. I actually made love to my missus last night, just like they do in the movies. I was fast, and she was goddamn furious. <laughs> Three uh, jokes. Willborn, did you get that? I, I'm sorry. No, I don't. I know of Fast and the Furious, but I don't understand what how that links. Yeah, right. Basically, idiot. Basically, what Starks is saying is that he prematurely ejaculated. <laughs> And that his wife was expecting like a decent amount of time during the intercourse, mm-hmm. so that it could build and build and build. It's got to, It takes time, you know. It takes time. Um, but unfortunately, he didn't have the time. He couldn't withstand it, and he was a 
one pump chump or how long did he go, Stacks? Let's just say this. Sex on an early night, what's the complaint about? It's a shame that you and Wilborn won't get on because yeah. he used that exact same joke yeah. the other night. Yeah. Um, so how, like, I want to know how long. Uh, let's just say uh, some of the squash matches on NXT would put me to shame. That's all I'll say. Okay. Dana Brooke versus Asuka. Three questions, three jokes, three questions for you, Sage. Question number one, why are actors so good at playing snooker? Hmm? Why are actors so good at playing snooker? Um, because they got that big break. Oh, it's good. Not right. Is it not right? Good, though. Why are actors so good at playing snooker? They know their cues. Know their cues! Uh, Joke two, question two, joke two. What do the movies Titanic and The Sixth Sense have in common? Stacks is always a bit more intense when Hamlet's not here. Carry on, sorry, say it again. What do the movies Titanic and The Sixth Sense have in common? Right, okay, I'm going to deliberate for a while here. I'm sorry, it's not going to make for the most captivating um, audio, or in fact, any audio at all. James Cameron did Titanic. Does that help? So I'm not very good at these, usually. I often don't talk when... Yeah, that's why you don't... Yeah, that's why. Yeah. Um, Um, M. Night, I never know how to pronounce his surname, did Sixth Sense, didn't he? Like Bruce Willis, Twists. Uh, Set up again, I think I might have it. What are the movies Titanic and The Sixth Sense have in common? In The Sixth Sense, you see dead people. In Titanic, there are dead people in the sea. You're so goddamn close. What are the movies Titanic and Sixth Sense have in common? I see dead people. I (laughs) see dead people, huh? (laughs) Final joke, question joke for you, Sage. Bit of a a rude one. Uh, Jesus Christ. If you actually acknowledge it as being rude, it must be, uh, it's going to get edited out of the podcast. I'm always playing with you. What's a streaker's favorite movie? Huh? Uh. So the streakers are, if you don't know, they are um, the people at sporting events who like to run around the pitch naked. Is that like some kind of pawn and field of dreams? It's a field of creams or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> field of creams. <laughs> it's real good. What is a streaker's favorite film? Free Willy. He didn't know. He didn't action with his little much <laughs> Bye, Sax. You couldn't see that, but he did like a little a little action with his imaginary Willie. He went, whoa, whoa, whoa. He's in good mood today. Oh, he loved his and life today. He's happy to have Tony back, I think. Uh, right, let's get serious again. Okay. Because Gizim, uh, wandering about backstage, they bump into... Oh, my God. Mellow and Trick. Oh, my God. Right. They're doing Can They Coexist with... <laughs> 
Dragonov and and Hayes with and they're gonna have a tag team match against yep. the fucking Jism. I cannot be asked with this at all. You know when we talk about NXT, it's wacky. It's so bad. It's good. Uh, this is this is just bad, and I cannot sanction it. Right. I know that you may have been blinded by that, but did you see the little little thing in this? I, Got so annoyed that I didn't pay attention. Brilliant. I'm so glad. Right. I turned my Kenny Omega subtext brain off when watching NXT. <laughs> so, yeah, um, Mello and Trick bump into the gym. And uh, I did like uh, Mello's like, well, you bunch of freaks. And Trick had this line. Hey, I'd wear a mask too if I was drinking what they were drinking. Good, good stuff. Trick Williams always, he's always uh, still he's, there. He always elevates it, doesn't he? So, uh, yeah, uh, Ilya walks around the corner. He's like, you again, buddy, what are you doing here? And he's like, hey, um, I've got no problems for you. And Gacy sort of stirs the pot a bit like, oh, you two, eh? Right. And there, there's a bit of a sort of stare down and a moment again between Ilya and Mello. And then Gacy gets involved and the big fight breaks out, pull apart. Like you say, they're setting up a, can they bloody coexist tag match last week? But I rewound. Why? I, I zoom and enhanced. Why? And I slowed it down like the Zabruda film. Is that the right? Word? Zabruda. Zabruda film. So I thought Gacy just saw his opportunity and just swung for Mello and Ilya because he just is an agent of chaos. That's not what happened. <gasps> he didn't make the move to attack Mello or Ilya or whoever he hit first. He got pushed, and he didn't get pushed by one of the dead. It was one of the masked people behind him who pushed him into Mellow Ilya. It's the Creed Brothers. It's sensational cinema. Imagine if anyone give a toss about this, I know, yeah. about this TV program because you could do the thumbnail yes. with like the arrow pointing to the outstretched arm pushing Gacy. You the secret detail you missed from NXT last night. Yes, one point two k. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Views, clicks. Oh, don't do that again. I reacted. Waste of time. You know, uh, Joaquin Phoenix in Signs when he's watching that footage back of like a child's birthday party and an alien just goes. Bloop, bloop. And he goes, <gasps> like when that. the alien does the old Stax's car. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's how I reacted this morning. Oh. What? Fell off my chair watching this. It's the Creed. I mean, Brutus Creed's fairly... I don't know how Gacy's not picked up. Like, Julius Creed's a big lad. You know, very distinctive figure. Someone we are predicting for very big things going forward. Both of the Creed's, to be fair. But Brutus Creed, how can I put this, has a very distinct outline. Is that fair? Yeah. He does the, that mad ankle-breaking cannonball spot for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> so it's obvious. It's them. <laughs> You've put them in a mask and dressed them in black, but it's the Creed brothers. And watch it. And we're going to watch it back when we get in the office. I'm going to show it you again. As Julius Creed has also clearly been told, the only people people can tell is you, is your eyes. So he's like this. Through the mask, he's like popping his eyes out, basically. And then he just shoves Joe Gacy into it. Remind me about this, because I'll have forgotten the moment we walk out of this. Oh, we'll forget as well. It's it's NXT. We'll refresh uh, Hamlet's Minds next week. Uh, Then it was time for Thea Hale, protector at all costs. Isn't he? Yeah. It's kids stuff, isn't it? Not half-term, when I'm at school holidays. That's the big boy. 
Yeah, by the way, I'll mention this on a few more podcasts, but just a heads up. The, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. The output on these podcasts, it will continue, or at least attempt to continue, but it's going to be all over the place for the next, what, six weeks, basically. Yeah. School holidays, obviously, here in the UK. Um, small matter of me having a child, well, not me, and Louise having a child and me being there to support her. Um, so, But normal service, I promise, will resume sort of mid-September. Mid-September, normal service will resume. Maybe we'll double things up. Maybe uh, maybe something's in the works. You didn't hear nothing. You didn't much. hear nothing. So, Thea Hale versus Electro Lopez. Electro Lopez got some stuff in. Just be worth your while. <laughs> got some stuff in from Electro Lopez. And th- then Thea Hale channeled her inner Brock Lesnar. Just snatched her up out of nowhere and uh, tapped her out with a Kimura. Oh, my God. She looks like a uh, Velcro. Oh, just latches on, doesn't she? Yeah. I also like the new... I love how much he loves doing this move. Mm-hmm. It's so charming. Also, I, I don't know if... I want it to be more of a thing. Duke Hudson yelling, Hell yeah! Duke's the best. Yeah. I got... You know the, the whole Hoya thing? The Hoya trucks. H-O-Y-E-R. We were driving home from Birmingham the other day. Oh yeah, barely know her. <laughs> clearly, Anne Louise doesn't know about it because I went, "Can I get a high yeah? Nothing. Drove in silence for twenty minutes. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he'll cut the promo. She wants another shot at the title. She's feeling unstoppable. Hudson leads a rematch chant, which would seem hokey with arguably. Almost anyone else. But when Duke Hudson and the Chase You Lot start, we're all rematch, like, rematch, 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 rematch. So she yells, Tiffany Stratton, get your ass out here so I can kick it. Here comes Tiffany Stratton, who says, First off, you don't get to call a champion. One, it's red. And two, I am totally superior than you. But it is super cute how you learned one move and now you think you can conquer the world. It is super cute. Mm. Deafening you tapped out chance, by the way. I mean, it's not difficult when you're a quarter of the audience in the arena yeah. for the Chase U lot, but still. So I'll save you. She can, Tiffany continues. So I'll save you from doing the skull assembly on a goddamn pep rally. You want a rematch? I accept. I mean, why wouldn't I? It'll be like the easiest title defense, like, ever, since I already beat you. Duh. Remember, one, two, three. Toodles. But before she goes, Hale says, I want a stipulation on this match. I want a, and I'm going to try and recreate this, Superdome match! Stratton says, absolutely freaking not! She says, look, I'm the champ. I decide to step. So the, and you, and, oh, and more, most importantly, and you can't make me. Well, red rag to a bull, that. Thea Hale jumps on her. I didn't realize this was, like, legal in, like, you know. Nothing is. Yeah. Fight setups. Like, I want to, uh, Tyson Fury's like, I want to fight Anthony Joshua. Anthony Joshua's like, nah. So he just <laughs> beats him up a bit and goes, will you do it now? And he goes, yeah, if you'll stop beating me up. And they go, well, he said, yeah. Yeah. But, yes, Thea Hale put a Kimura on Tiffany Stratton until she agreed to a submission match. Great. Yep. Great. I really, it's just, it's just so charming. I, I love how much he loves this move. Mm. Uh, right, we're backstage, and there is Rhea Ripley, Mammy, uh, and Dominic Mysterio. Half of a group, of course, because they're in the 
Fucking judgment day. Oh, I remembered. I'm going to remember to tell the story. It's time for story time with Adam Wilborn, baby. So, last night, I was at my uh, second NCT class with Anne Louise. For those unaware, an NCT class is like a, well, you're going to have a kid and you don't know what to do sort of thing. And they run you through uh, the whole gamut of things to expect, things to do, you know, important information. And I'm finding this, and I'm sure you may have as well when you had your children, Sige. It's a great way of meeting, not necessarily like-minded, but like like situation people. People are in the same boat as you. They're going to have their kids around the same time as us. Um, and we'll have new parents to share our, you know, highs, lows, etc. And then go to the park and spend time with them and stuff like that. I, I, I'm, I love it. I really enjoy it so far. Um, and then last night was, uh, it was like a, we had like one long one on Saturday. We've got another long one this Saturday. It was the breastfeeding class last night. Don't giggle. Serious. I was, I was genuinely, no, I'm going to be the good father-to-be husband, not going to mess about at all here. Well, so shout out to Kathy. Thank you very much to her. She ran the the uh, the whole thing, and it was really helpful and educational. And, uh, yeah, it was going really well. And we've got these dolls, and she's teaching us different techniques, or and mainly Anne Louise, obviously, the right techniques. But I'm there. I'm supportive, as all the other husbands are. And she's she's talking about the way to hold the baby, uh, uh, so, so it'll latch on and it'll uh, suckle at the breast. Okay. And she says, after a while, maybe that that it'll, that will become slightly. Uh, ineffective, so you can maybe transfer the baby to the other side. And I couldn't hold it in, Sitch. <laughs> and Louise, her head snapped. She looked at me. Under my breath, I went, Yee-yee-yee. And Kathy went, what's that? I went, nothing. God, that's, first of all, that's class. Second of all, I don't know why this popped into my head. Imagine the Undertaker in an NCT class. <laughs> nice try, baby, but I don't sleep. Hey, you want to try and wake me up, baby? <laughs> nice try, but I don't sleep. Why are you sucking on that titty? <laughs> oh, boy, what are you, some kind of baby? Uh, yes, that's the exact point, yeah. take. It, it's a, it, it's an infant. <laughs> Never last a day in this business. <laughs> when you finish sucking on that titty, we'll play a game of bones. <laughs> I'll teach you how to count. A bunch of bones. So we would do it backstage, and that's a, we will do it in this goddamn house. Michelle McCool's there trying to get the baby to latch on. Peggy's just sat there. I'll t- I want to take my goddamn fist if you don't latch on goddamn soon. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Why suddenly uh, You're going to sh- your pants. Why don't you grow up? Why don't you goddamn grow up? <laughs> goddamn greenhorn disrespecting my house like this. I remember when Sid himself <laughs> when I was wrestling. <laughs> On the grandest stage of them all. What are you doing it, huh? Goddamn Costa Coffee, huh? Give me an iced latte and give me some goddamn beers for the boys. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
Oh, no. Little Tate just pissed himself. <laughs> just like all the goddamn people out beating the ring did. <laughs> That's something for next week. We'll, uh, we'll do a random generator, say, The Undertaker in a scenario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Ah, oh, your teeth are combing through, and that's why you crying. Why don't you try bumping for 30 goddamn years? I try. Right, cutting your teeth in this business, huh? <laughs> the problem with this garden center is it's too goddamn green, like most of the guys in the goddamn <laughs> locker room nowadays, huh? Yeah, goddamn it, they don't know how to work. They don't know how to goddamn work. What happened to this bloody business? <laughs> Hey, uh, grave diggers, I got kind of good experience with bones myself. <laughs> Let's play some dominoes. <laughs> right, where are we? Oh, yeah, Dom's there, Rhea's there. Tony walks in, and the rest of the goddamn family. Ow! Penny the Bumper from the yard says hello. Good luck tonight. What? I don't know. I've got absolutely no idea. I love these two worlds colliding. Uh, and uh, there's a nice, like, ah. Oh. Dom sort of just acknowledges it, and then Rhea Ripley walks over to Bird Person and says, "He's a kick J.C. Jane's ass. You can't let that disrespect go in this building and ripping your goddamn wings off. You're no longer a Bird Person. What's going on? I don't know what. I uh, don't know. Yeah, I've genuinely already forgotten that she ripped her wings off. Yeah, but. me too. Uh, Gable Stevenson's going to decide his future next week on he NXT. He doesn't have a future. <laughs> and then it was time for Eddie Thorpe versus Oro Mensa. Um... Start nice fast start here. Really like Eddie Thorpe. Oh, he's really, really oh, we this. know he's talented. He's he's Carl he's Carl Fredericks. Yes. Uh he fights back, does does Thorpe, knocks Mensa down outside. Um uh, the metaphor hoy in the corpse of Noam Dar to distract the referee, and that allows Dijak to run in, lay him out, what's, what's, yell at him for NXT. What is this? He's pissed off because of thinking he's badass because he's NXT underground, isn't he? Yeah, I know that, but why is Noam Dar dead? I don't know. I know his career is working this <laughs> terrible show, but you know, they're taking that one literally. Uh, and Andy Thorpe just beats the can side, but then gets hit with the uh, spin spin wheel kick in the corner for the win for uh, Oromensa. <sighs> Eddie Thorpe versus Dijak should be tasty, though. That uh, should be tasty. The oh. Dijak in NXT's looking gravy. Yeah, different gravy. That's what he's cooking. He's cooking different gravy. He's cooking gravy. He's got some bisto. <laughs> Chicken uh, fat, fisto, flour. Uh, all in a big pot. And I use chicken stock instead of water for a bit of depth. <laughs> what did you make of uh, Dana Brooke and Kalani Jordan's gymnastics routine? Stick to that. <laughs> like, I'm not being funny, but like, really good at that. Cora J just went, and took a kendo stick somewhere else. So that would do as well. Yeah, I think there's a match on it next week, so we'll talk about it. It's like challenging to a fight in order to demonstrate my ability to beat you in a fight. I'm going to just do some gymnastics. Well done. <laughs> well done. Uh, then it's the head-to-head Roxanne Perez and Blair Davenport. I know you're a fan of this. Um, no. <laughs> Roxanne isn't happy with NXT Anonymous, and Blair Davenport just goes, isn't me. I'm, I'm happy with NXT Anonymous with the inter- interaction that otherwise would have been filled by a camera that's right in front of my face. Yeah. Uh, She's going to kick her ass in the home, her own home state of Texas. Blair fires back saying, uh, you, look, you had a great rookie year, but that was last year. Um, 
Perez is pissed off about being treated as this helpless person. Uh, she's ready to prove herself. Uh, Blair says, you either have that killer instinct or you don't. And we'll see that reality at the great Mark Mayer. And God bless the United States. And Perez storms off. Acting was terrible. Blair Davenport is quite good at playing... Oh, yeah. ...this insufferable, like, person. Yes. Main event time. Uh, North American Championship on the line. Wesley, the longest reigning North American champion ever. Seven days away from being the longest cumulative uh, North American champion ever. Just the small obstacle of Dominic Mysterio. What uh, could go wrong? Um, <laughs> Other than, like, I think it was a backdrop. Oh, boy. Yeah. Like, backdrop meant suplex. to be. Yeah. The hell is he doing? Mm. So, uh, Wesley, understandably, dominates early on, uh, so much so that Dom powders to the outside and hides behind Rhea Ripley to take us to a break. Uh, and I think I think possibly during the ad break, Dom channels his inner Ric Flair, begging off and then sending him into the turnbuckles because he's tricked the stupid baby face. Um, he's working over Wesley as we come back. He manages to hit a 619 and gets a nice near four with a Mishinoku driver. He uh, does the hold. Eddie Guerrero wiggle, uh, signals for a frog splash, but Lee moves out of the way. No water in the pool. Um, Lee makes a comeback. His little moment where he glares at Rhea Ripley and then nails this tornado DDT. Uh, Dom rolls to the outside. Lee goes to go for a dive, but Dom has grabbed the title belt, and so Lee stops himself. Dom goes to just walk out with the title. That's not how it works. But Lee flies outside, dives, blocks Dom from leaving. Um, gets uh, Dom back in the ring, twisting corkscrew sent on. Wesley's far too good for developmental, basically. Yeah. Um, and then suddenly... And has been for several years. The, the noise, by the way. I don't think I've heard noise like this in the NXT for quite <laughs> some time. I didn't know what was, was going like, on was initially. Like wind tunnel of shock. It was great because it was... <gasps> it was so good because it was, for once, really well shot. <clears throat> like, you didn't... I heard the noise first. Then I see Finn Balor jump up on the apron. I'm like, God... Look out, Wes! But Finn's just there to take the ref. Damian Priest slides in. Uh, goes for a belt shot. Lee ducks it. Handspring. Cardiac kick to Damian Priest. Thank God he's got rid of the interference. He sets up in the corner to finally finish off Dominic Mysterio. But in all this chaos, Rhea Ripley jumps up on the apron. Names, nails him with her women's title. I can never remember what they're called now. The... The, 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 the Raw Women's Championship, basically, hits her with the title. Hey, sorry, she hits him with the title. Dom crawls over. I'm going, what's happening? One, two, three. Dominic Mysterio shocks the world. Dominic Mysterio wins his first singles championship in WWE. It's the North American Championship. The internet is pissed. HBK can book. Uh, gentleman's three if that yeah. if that with the exception Wesley of that dragged it to a gentleman's three of that absolutely horrendous botch it's one of those where like I can't even begin what he was trying to do he just did a backdrop suplex and stopped halfway through yeah, it's like he, yeah he didn't fully it wasn't Wes it wasn't on Wes he just sort of let go at a weird time almost and then he like, it, then he didn't fall down it sounds like he released it too early and then like, drove him to the mat too early. He just sort of let go. Mm. It was so odd, so reckless. 
Um, I just don't know if the kid's got a clue what he's doing unless he's been navigated in there by a pro, like a Ray or in this case a Wesley. Um, finish was really well done, as you said, like for once, a bit of discipline with the camera work. Um, you can tell Judgment Day are just a hugely overact on the scene right now because that's the kind of, the exact kind of noise, no one listening to this podcast watched or will watch this show, the kind of noise when someone who's just jumped between a promotion yeah, and you go, what are you doing here? Mm-hmm. Except it was, oh, you stable mates are in the same company. <laughs> that's how over they are. Really well orchestrated finish and quite frankly, a really good bit of booking. Like People are pissed. People have reacted emotionally to this, none of whom had any significant stakes in the Wesley title run as good as it's been in the ring. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you can, if you're going to pretend to hate something, it passes for a reaction these days. And I thought it was the best play. Yeah, I love it. I think it's, and I think the visual, me and Andy were talking about this on the news today, looks so good. Finn Balor, loving it. Yeah. Like, you just make, it's a gift of Finn Balor's to make something as fundamentally silly as the Judgment Day. I feel like it means the world to him. I just love running through. The list of North American champions now. Oh, the Adam I, Cole, Ricochet, Dominic, Dominic Mysterio. Mysterio. Yeah, I'm so happy. I love this goddamn show. It's the best, and I love oh this God. business. <laughs> Put some respect on both things. That's what this business is all about: creating memories, creating moments. Right. Looking boring matches with Kane. That's what it's all about. Just the small matter of blood and guts to look forward to this afternoon. Yeah. So if you want to hear that podcast, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, and make sure you let us know your thoughts on this show. And if you've gone back and watched that Sabruder. Zapruder. Zapruder footage. <laughs> Never been compared those two things, have they? Uh, oh, will they again? Nope. At What Culture WWE on Twitter. Watch, they can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at M Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. And as I said, join us for the Dynamite preview a little bit later on today. For now, though, this will be the NXT review. My thanks to Michael Sidgwick. To Stax, thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 